0: Okay, ready? But you know it's about a time When you get yourself in We are I want to know Something she i think about Baby, won't you need it? I'll hold it in there, Things are really now I'll have you Seen you wanting you Hey the her ratio, okay though. The her ratio, okay though.
1: That might be the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> You're a phenomenal
0: person. I mean, you legendary.
1: I am a fan of you, my brother. What do you love about being a singer?
0: I, I can't really tell you what I love about being a singer specifically. I don't. I don't really love singing. Like, like I don't, I like being an artist. I like creating music. I don't like, I don't love singing. Um, I'm not wanting people to just get up and just want to sing or like, I I just want to sing for people or no shit like that. Like, I don't, I don't have some like, I don't get no like overwhelming joy from just singing songs and shit. I wish I did. I'd probably be like way better if I did, but I really don't.
1: Your overwhelming joy Is in the creativity Yeah it's the process It's writing
0: It's formulating The whole song
1: So you like the writing Producing Yeah That stuff More than the singing
0: Yeah I like harmonies though I like being able to like um, to, to 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 layer my voice And make it sound big I like that
1: Would you be happier As a producer? So um, you're just making And you don't have to be Super famous And like Nah
0: uh, I think I like the I like the As much as, as we are, Cause we all complain About the famous shit Right That's what everybody do We all love this bullshit <laughs> We do Like we all love this shit Like you like going to the club And you feel me The chick's is like Oh my god I just love you so much Can I take a picture Can I it Like everybody fucking Loves that shit Let's be real It come with bullshit But you know everybody Niggas love to complain Like man I fucking hate this shit But we all fucking love this shit <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact my ego wouldn't allow me to like sit in the background, bro. I love this <laughs> shit. So I think that's what I love about singing, man. Keep it real.
1: That you get to be famous. Yeah, that type even of shit. Even though you act like you don't like it. Yeah, the but good, the really bad, do.
0: the ugly, like, I'll take it, man. You feel know? <laughs> me? If that's the cards you dealt, fuck it.
1: Brent is a singer with a new album out called Wasteland. Alicia Keys, Tyler the Creator, and Drake are on the album. But to me. I think it's really all about Brent, who is a little crazy, a little funny, and kind of brilliant. Let's get into it with Brent Fayez on Torre Show. Price of fame. What is the price of fame? Is it worth it?
0: Yeah, no, not at all. It's definitely not worth it. What do you mean not worth it? It's not worth it What's not worth it? Um, price of fame I feel like um, I feel like with fame Comes a lot of discomfort It comes a lot of Aggravation It comes a lot of Unwanted attention It's definitely not worth it But I think um, I think it's a trade off I think what come with that You feel me Is Is Is, is power Is you feel me To access Shit so maybe it's worth it I don't know <laughs> It it, it depends. If it just happened to happen, I ain't finna do the most for it, you know? A a wise older man
1: who passed away a few years ago once told me if you walk into a room and you have to introduce yourself Mm. to the people in the room, you have no power in the room. Right. When you're famous, you walk in a room, everybody knows who you are, they know if they wanna Mm -hmm. interact with you or not. So that sorting is already done. If somebody can. You know, like, I'm going to get you a deal or I want to try to make money. with. Like, they already know, like, we, you know what I mean? You don't have to.
0: Mm, But I think with that comes either a negative or positive um, opinion based off of somebody I never even met. You feel me? Like, I think what comes with that, it's not just I know this person's name. It's I already have an idea formulated about them before I even meet them. Yeah. Um, which I feel like people are going to prejudge you anyway, but I think it's just worse when people have heard something or they feel like they heard something or might know something or might interpret your lyric a certain way. But you
1: have sh- you have shaped the image that you want them to have. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I, I just met you, so I don't know who, who you are away from all this or who you were right. if I had met you 10 years ago or five years ago. But, like, you have shaped an image of you in my mind you walk in the room, I'm like, I already have a impression of who you're gonna be. Right. Like, like if you don't know me, you might have an impression, but I didn't shape my right. So you have you can shape your image.
0: In a way, yeah, I think music, music uh gives us that that freedom to um let out our our our, our personalities, our, our innermost feelings and thoughts and shit like that. Um but I think what's kinda what's kinda messed up about it is when you make um when you make music or you make art from a place of truth, like a lot of times people will know you better than they than they're supposed to, even like um mm-hmm. like say you you go in the studio and you say something and you let your truth out because it's cathartic because you felt a type of way one day now one. One moment of how you felt one single day and one particular time when you decided to cut this record is what you're gonna live with forever. Like, mm-hmm. So if you, on your worst day, made a record about the worst day you was having, like people are gonna think you the worst day, nigga. Like, you're, you're the guy with the bad day, you feel know me? Ice Cube is forever. Triple-double on the court. <laughs> <Man>. good day. <laughs> I'm not happy every day, but you. Good day, but what
1: What is that for you? What did you say on the record that you're like,
0: that was just how I was feeling that day? Um, I mean it could be Anything man It could be like I'm trying to think Of some shit That I have said On the record um, What's one of the ones That people tend to Just love to just Keep going back to I had I had this one lyric I wrote on, on the song Cloud that I said um, I said all my bitches Know I'm leaving At some point Whether it's a reason Or not That's just how I felt That day You know what I'm saying That ain't no like <laughs> Like 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 <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's you terrible. You off. I'm like, nah, that's just how I felt that day. Like, I ain't fucking with Show You. Know? So on the record, like, they all know I'm leaving at some point, whether it's a reason or not. I'm up out there, but psh, <laughs> that shit stuck. But once it's there, it's, what's up there is stuck there. I can't get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? Once I wrote there and I wrote that there and it sounds good and I like how it sounds, I'm not going to go back and change it. That's a
1: done. girl said to me, he's the toxic king of R&B. Man, I
0: don't that's like what they're talking about. about. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's that's just be that's terrible. Sometimes I just I just record and make music when I get inspired, and I happen to get inspired when I'm in a certain type of headspace. So that's all that really is. What is that space? Um, I guess it's when um, it could be out of excitement, it could be out of frustration, it could be out of just like a mood, like when I'm emotionally drawn to get on to get on the mic and speak on something. But that don't mean that's how I'm feeling every day. That's like you want that feeling first.
1: Yeah, M- more the more than a-, a lyric or a melody comes to me. It's a feeling that comes to me, and then I follow the feeling.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a mood. It's like, um, I'm I'm to the like since I, since the first time I started making music because I started recording when I was like 11. Um, it was just cathartic. So more than anything, like I don't have no, I don't have a therapist. I don't have no like people. I talk. so I just go to the studio that helps me get everything out. So then I'm just walking around like, man, I'm healthy. I'm glad I got that out. <laughs> but people are getting those uh, <laughs> confessions essentially. Yeah. yeah. Tell me your
1: creative process,
0: Wasteland. How how you go about making records? Um, well, working on the on the project was real. It's real unorthodox, man, unorganized. It's, I kind of just get in the studio when I get those creative spurts. Um, sometimes I might I might cut, like, four or five records in a week, and other times I might go in the studio every single day for two months and not make nothing. Um, a lot of conversation. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll get in the studio and I'm just talking to the producer and my engineer for, like, hours, and we don't even get nothing done. Sometimes I'm just watching TV. Sometimes I just I have some freaks come through. Sometimes it's... It's it's really just like whatever. Like, I, I wish there was a way I could kind of pinpoint what it is that makes me make songs because I'd make a lot more songs. Sure. Yeah, but I don't really know what it is. But you get that feeling. Let's say
1: you got that feeling. Mm-hmm. So then what?
0: Yeah, and it could be a, it could be family issues. It could be a breakup. It could be, you know, anything that just creatively when you, whether you're a writer or you uh an athlete, something that make you go hard, something that trigger you. like You know what? I'm going to really just go off. Um, put in the studio. So after that, um, sometimes I freestyle. Uh, I'll just go in the booth or I'll I'll make something where I'll play some chords and just freestyle the whole record. Um, Other times I might write it while I'm on my free time and then go into the studio and find a way to put on the record. It's it's no real, like, one-size-fits-all type of thing.
1: Always different. Yeah. It's crazy to me, though, that you can freestyle a song like that. Like, just feel that vibe, hear the music, and just start...
0: Yeah, yeah, got to, man. It's, I feel like sometimes the paper slows you down, like, I can't even write this. I just got to go ahead and say it. And sometimes it'd be like a lot of little, the, 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 the little nuances and the colloquialisms that come when you freestyle it versus when you write it down. Like, you might say it like you're talking to somebody versus like you want somebody to read it. People have said to me
1: before, if you don't write it down, then it will fit with the music
0: better. Mm-hmm. At times, yeah. And then certain times, like, when you, when you write them, they come out a little more well thought out. Um,
1: if you write it down. Yeah. Because so, you take the time to really look at it.
0: Yeah. I say more shit that I wouldn't say when I freestyle it versus if I wrote it. Because when I write it, I'll get time to erase and think, like, damn, I might not want to say that. Right. Yeah. But sometimes the mistakes or them, them little times where you just shooting from the hip is when you get the things that, that stick with people. It's the shit that
1: you're, like, that you write and you're, like, Wow, I'm a little afraid for that to come out. Yeah. That's the shit you gotta put out.
0: <laughs> for real. Every time. That'd be the shit that people love. And that's the real shit. Like the simple fact that you're afraid to put it out mean that when it when it when somebody hears it for the first time, it's gonna register. So you started
1: 11, 12. but when mm. was the first time you were like, oh, I'm actually good at this? Like I could do this.
0: Oh. Um, I always, I always Liked it like I always just enjoyed making music, but I think it wasn't until I got maybe around like high school, like I started getting really good. Like I started being able to make anything I heard. Like I could I could hear something and I'm I'm able to make a beat that sound just like some shit that I just heard. Or I can, so like I was kind of able to pick records apart. That was the first thing. Like damn, I could I could pick that apart to find out everything that was in there and make that shit. And then I just started making shit that sounded like my favorite shit. I was making beats and it sounded like I was yeah or like. Or, or like it was a, a, a Drake and 40 beat or like and this when I was like 14, you know what I'm saying? So then from there I'm just like, man, let me just put out my, put up, put out these tapes, apply that shit to my own shit. Um, man, I just got better at it. I was rapping before I was singing though. I didn't want to be no singer.
1: You wanted to be a
0: rapper. Yeah.
1: Why did you move from rapping to singing? Um, it was easier. Singing is easier.
0: Yeah, that shit was mad easy. Cause when you when you rap you have to. You have to fill the page up with so many lyrics. It's a lot more words. Yeah, it's mad words. And I just, I didn't like physically just having to sit there and write all day just to get one verse out. (laughs) So when you sing, you can stretch it out. It's less syllables.
1: That's a lot less words. Yeah. So that is the easier part. Yeah. But the delivery, because singing is complicated, rapping is complicated as fuck,
0: but singing is very complicated. I think, I find singing pretty easy. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be real with you, it's just it's something that really come natural. But I'm also not I'm not one of them singers that's focused on being the best vocalist in the world. Like that was never my my goal. You don't have to be the best vocalist if you make us feel something. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean you gotta play singers who were technically weren't wasn't like with everybody not Whitney Houston. Bob Marley wasn't Whitney Houston. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like if you but if the fact that it resonates and people feel what you talking about, that's like you can't you can't deny that.
1: See, I think about Whitney Houston a lot because she is perhaps the greatest technical, gifted right. singer that in our lifetime. Right. And I revere Whitney Houston, but Nina Simone mm-hmm. hits me harder. Bob Marley hits yeah. me harder.
0: And I think what comes with having a beautiful voice like somebody like Whitney Houston is she wasn't able to lyrically sing about the things that she was really going through. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes people, like, when they hear a beautiful, beautiful voice and something that's so pitch perfect, they don't really see the human in you no more. Mm, mm. So I I like being able to just sing about the nitty-gritty because that's, to me, it's like, man, I'm glad I got that shit out. When you were a teenager
1: in your Yay period, your Kanye period, which Kanye were you album? Were you like, this is the shit to me?
0: Well, all of them was, was Heat, I ain't gonna hold you like from from i I was I was a Kanye fan from when I when college dropout came out up until um life of politics like the whole shit I, I liked everything but when I was a kid um it was late registration for me and um I think it was 2010 twenty eleven so I was about fourteen fifteen when my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out and that like kind of shaped my musical perspective okay.
1: Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts. See, a lot of people who are artists now talk about
0: 808s and heartbreak. I ain't like that shit at all. Really? No. Nah, when I was young, I was just kind of like, Man, I'm not feeling this shit. Like, bro, what a rap set. Like, I think you got to
1: get your heart broken to understand that
0: record. Yeah, I was too young to feel that shit. I was like, bro, what is all this? But you understand it now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm understanding now how innovative it was, too. Yeah, like, I, th- I think that Tom. album shaped
1: uh, a lot of current MCs and singers and producers, mm. perhaps more than any of his other... I think it had more of an impact on people who became creators than civilians. Yeah, yeah, it was one of them. But My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is one of the greatest albums of the last 20 years.
0: I love that shit. That shit is like... Sinatra meets Pac, <laughs> like that shit is very, um, yeah. It's it's um it's bold but still very elegant, yeah. Um And it's and it's like a lot of you could tell he was just kind of just venting his thoughts because the shit really like you can't really take a whole lot of the, a lot of that shit and be like, man, I relate to this shit word for word. Yeah, he's just telling you how he feel, but it's kind of being shown to you like it's a, a movie.
1: I wasn't even really that into. Rick Ross that tough until I heard him on that
0: album. fucking snapped on that shit.
1: And then I was like, oh, now I understand you and your voice and how great you are and the whole movement. That's one of
0: the best features ever. That's that's one of the hardest words of all time. What do you love about being a singer?
1: Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name,
0: Elizabeth Taylor.
1: I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth I. Elizabeth the I, the podcast, wherever you listen.
0: I can't really tell you what I love about being a singer specifically. I don't. I don't really love singing. Like, <laughs> like I don't. I like being an artist. I like creating music. I don't like. I don't love singing. Um, I'm not wanting people to just get up and just want to sing or like. I. Front, I just want to sing for people or no shit like that. Like I don't. I don't have some like. It don't get no like overwhelming joy from just singing songs and shit. I wish I did. I'd probably be like way better if I did, but I really don't. <laughs>
1: Your overwhelming joy is in the creativity Yeah, it's the process It's writing, it's formulating the whole song So you like the writing, producing Yeah That stuff more than the singing
0: Yeah, I like harmonies though I like being able to like um, To to layer my voice And make it sound big, I like that
1: Would you be happier as a producer? So Um, you're just making And you
0: don't have to be super famous And like Nah Nah I don't I think I like the I like the As much as Because as we, we all complain About the famous shit Right That's what everybody do We all love this bullshit <laughs> We do Like we all love this shit Like you like going to the club And you feel me The chick's is like Oh my god I just love you so much Can I take a picture Can I suck your dick Like everybody fucking Loves that shit Let's be real It come with bullshit But you know everybody Niggas love to complain Like man I fucking hate this shit But we all fucking love this shit <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact my ego wouldn't allow me to, like, sit in the background, bro. I love that <laughs> shit. So I think that's what I love about singing, man. Like, keep it real. That
1: you get to be famous. Yeah, that type of shit. Even though you act like you don't like it.
0: Yeah, the good, the really bad, do. the ugly, like, I'll take it, man. You feel me? If that's the cards you dealt, fuck it. <laughs>
1: What's the difference between a good singer and a great singer? Um,
0: I wish I knew. <laughs> like a... I wish I don't I don't know bro like You're it's are hysterical it's funny like um, there are a lot of people that are technically amazing singers right that you feel me like like incredible like could could be the next whoever bro but sing for change you know what I'm saying Yeah. and then there's motherfuckers that really can't sing that good that auto tune all that shit that, you feel me <laughs> and then motherfuckers are selling out arenas so I think the the difference between a good singer and a great singer is the right song
1: Mm. Mm. I do think about that, that, like, if you put anonymous Britney Spears on something like American Idol or The Voice or whatever, mm-hmm. she wouldn't win. Uh-huh. But you put her with the right record, with the right outfit in mm-hmm. the right video, she's to the moon. And it just makes sense. Yeah. It's, something, it's, a whole, it's a whole formula to it. She can sell a record, but just basic. And I'm not picking on her, Empty Hammer. Mm-hmm. He ain't winning no contest. But he blew up and yeah. for his time.
0: It's, it's fools out here that could wrap circles around Jay-Z that nobody's ever heard of and nobody's ever going to hear about. Well, uh, I think you went a little far right there. No, it's facts. Jay-Z's one of the most talented rappers of all time. But it's, it's the same way there's Jay-Z. There's, there's another Jay-Z. Like, let's be real. Like, the same way there's, there's somebody that's the most talented. There's somebody that probably sang better than Whitney Houston at some point that nobody's ever heard of. She's in some random church Anywhere, like, you know what I'm saying? Let's be real. I, it's see, probably some random nigga in Harlem that can rap better than Jay believe, And probably tells niggas that he rap better than Jay Z and niggas don't believe him. See, and probably I, really can't. I believe that there is a singer
1: who could outsing Whitney in some Mississippi mm-hmm. or California church somewhere. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. I think there's somebody in Brooklyn, Harlem, D.C., you don't whatever? You think some
0: nigga in jail somewhere that's rap all day, every day that can out rap Jay Z? That's been sitting there writing raps for fucking 30 years, long as he's been behind bars? I don't know. It, it definitely is. I don't know. That, that's, that, you feel me? That really rap. That been rapping all fucking day, every day, for 30 fucking years. That's all they do. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's timing, though. I think it's timing. I think it's having the right team. I think it's having the right vision, the right mentality. It's a lot of things that make you, you feel me? The image. The whole thing. Hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Um, You love Lauren Hill. Yeah. Which I appreciate. She's one of your big influences. Yeah. What do you take from her?
0: Um, I like her approach to the music industry. Like, aside from the music, everybody knows she's super talented. But I like that she um, she mind her business. Like, she she really just like I make music. You feel me? I got classic bodies of work, and I still live my life. I love that shit. I like the human.
1: I'm not. I'm not controlled by this industry at all. I do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people. Get mad at her showing up late for shows. I'm like, y'all don't understand. She got five kids. She got a life. Like, you should be happy she's coming out for y'all. Don't owe y'all nothing. Like, <laughs> Don't owe y'all nothing. She doesn't. She doesn't. And and if you know she's going to be late, how are you complaining
0: about it? For real. You Look, knew she was going to be late. And still and still buy the tickets. Like, hey, she may or may not come, but I'm going to buy these tickets and see what's up. That's love. So Alicia Keys, y- you got her to run. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, I asked her. <laughs> you asked her to rap. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yo, I got this record. I want you on. You trying? I want you to get some bars off. I want you to rap on." And she wait. Was like, what cool. made you even think that she could rap? Man, you ain't hear, hear her voice on. Um, you don't know my name on the. You feel me when she had the phone call with Most deaf. Yeah, was like I make your coffee with milk and all of that course. shit. But you heard our voice sound on that. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking like, man, like her her sp- natural speaking voice is so sultry. I just want to hear her rap on a record. Like, as much of an Alicia Keys fan I am, I was just like, man, I just would love to hear her rap. So what was that conversation? Did,
1: was that in the studio when you said, when you yeah. presented the idea?
0: Yeah, I played her, you know, the record that I that I had, I played her, like, the idea I had for it. And she was just like, cool, let's do it.
1: She just said yes right away.
0: Yeah. And did
1: she get the rap right away or did it take a minute to get the pocket?
0: Oh, it took a little bit, but not not too long, not really. She She, like, in a couple takes, she had it type shit. You had to be like, yo,
1: we just did some shit that nobody else has.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that's what I was thinking. Swiss was in there and shit. He, psh, psh. I'm like, dad. <laughs> God, we was hype, man. I mean, anybody, not anybody,
1: a lot of people could have Alicia come and sing on their record. But when you hear, yo, she's rapping on the record, like, I got to check this out. I got to see what this is.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. We all know Alicia Keys can sing. Alicia Keys can sing her ass off, but I just <laughs> wanted to hear her rap.
1: Tyler, the creators on this, he's one of my favorite MCs of today.
0: Uh, Talk about cool. being in the studio with him. Um, he one of them super creative dudes, man. Like, like I think he he like lives, eats, sleeps, and breathes just like music and and and, and just um, finding different ways to approach a record and to approach creativity in general. Um, so he's one of the only artists that I really get in the studio, and I I, I take something from every time I get in with him type shit like.
1: Like what have you like what have you taken from him?
0: Um, just I I, I take his lead, man. He'd be like, man, sing sing it like this. I'm like, cool. Like he be like, like, he's and for somebody that he's not a singer at all by any means, but I'm telling you, if this motherfucker could sing, bro, shit be a rap for a lot of niggas. If Tyler Creators could sing, bro, it'd be a rap for a lot of niggas. <laughs> sing, the
1: bro, the, the, of the of nigga. depth of his voice is so ill.
0: Anything yeah. he says. For real, you know, I, you know, and that's what makes him an, an amazing rock. But his 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 um his ear for vocal arrangement in general, like if that's what I'm saying, if he wanted to sing, he'd be crazy. Like if he could if he could sing like that, his 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 ear for for harmonies and for arrangement and for um finding different pockets to get into is perfect. So, so how'd, you, how'd you get drink on the record? Um, We've been going back and forth about doing some shit for a little minute. So once I had the record, I thought that he sounded right on. I just hit him like, bro, you trying to put a verse on this shit? He sent it back like next day.
1: Oh, where you emailed it to him?
0: Yeah, I just texted him, texted him a joint. He was like, cool, this is hard. I'm finna send this shit right back. It didn't. It wasn't even like 24 hours. Wow, that's crazy.
1: I would imagine he would probably be the hardest person to get on your record just because of the size of his career, everybody's hitting him up like, please, please, you know, help me out.
0: Nah, nah, man, it'd be like it's it's everything be pretty natural for real, like. But these are all people I've been kind of you know just been 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 speaking with or met or had correspondence with long before we actually did any music type shit.
1: So there's a friendship.
0: Yeah, like I don't like like this. This is people that just respect the music, and respect what I do, and it's like a mutual respect and appreciation. So everything be moving pretty swift pretty quick like see, they send me shit i cut to their shit they I send, and we'll have records together that don't never come out but we just send music back and forth all the time see it's cool
1: that you're like here's my album and i included some of my friends not like label hooked me up with so and so because he's hot and i'm hot and but i don't know dude or i just met dude nah, but like these
0: are my people ain't ain't no label like i'm i'm not signed to no label so a lot of when i do Collaborations is really just off the muscle. Like, I just go in and meet people and they fuck with me, or I fuck with them, and we just make a record type shit. So, wait, so you don't have a label? Mm-hmm. Uh Lost Kids, that's the label. It's my label. So, so you're, re- you're,
1: <laughs> so wait a minute. So, so there's no advance. Nah. But you're making a lot more than the average artist is. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> 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 yeah. the average artist is making, Whatever. Right. But that's why people got to put out so much music, though. And so many artists got to do so many shows. Right. Because that's, like, everything. Right.
1: And are so are you... Are you did, do you have a songwriting deal? You own that, too?
0: I got a publishing deal, yeah. You get, go, got... So you... <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, I, I own all my publishing, though, yeah. You own your publishing? Yes, indeed. Who...
1: Where, how did you come up to understand... To own and control all your shit, because nobody gets this far owning all
0: this that's, shit. That's my my business partner, man. That's Ty Bazin, You feel me? It's like having having big homies around that that give you, hey, man, you got some talent. That's what you need to do. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like initially coming out, I just wanted to be a nigga that was the nigga. You feel me? I just wanted to be popping and be signed and pop bottles and shit. I wasn't thinking like, right. I want to own my shit long term. Right. But then like, I'm starting to really peep like how my creative process is and how much I like controlling my shit and my narrative in um, my imagery and everything um, involving the music. So I don't think I could ever be anything but independent because I just, I, I like really, I'm really picky about shit and I say no to a lot of shit.
1: Did anybody ever offer you a check that made you go, maybe?
0: No, not really. I mean, they, they try it. Motherfuckers be in spots like, man, what if, I'm in a club. Even motherfuckers from the label, like, what if I offered you 10 million right now? I'm laughing like, bro, what the fuck is 10 million? Like, <laughs> like. Type of shit.
1: Like what are you talking about right now? Ten million dollar check does not move you. No, nah, not at all. No. Nah. That's incredible.
0: I think it's pretty cool, man.
1: That's because your principles are where they are and your desire to be independent, or we got we got that. We got
0: that ain't like it ain't it don't move me. Like like we in we Indian, we push units. It's like when people talk numbers, it's like, you got to come a little higher than that, bro. Like, that ain't... I mean... But, but even... I wouldn't sign deal no way, but it's just... I, it, when people offer me certain shit and people talk numbers, it, it makes me think even more. Like, damn, like, you really don't know. Like...
1: <laughs> One artist who sold maybe 100 million records told me, the label owes me between 5 and $10 million. They don't like, pay niggas. Wait, 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 first of all, that is a gigantic differential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know you owe me 5000 bucks. Not like it's somewhere between they 5 and 20. They don't
0: million. pay niggas. Money. I didn't did collabs with artists that signed labels still owe me money. They don't pay niggas. Right. They don't pay producers. They don't pay nobody. Right. I, so, every everybody in the game right now that signed to a label or that has done something with a label, will, te- will tell you that the label owed them money. Of they course. don't pay nobody. Of course. Somebody told me it's like somebody pays you
1: and then the label tells you, this is how much your check is, and we're going to get... So you right. don't actually see your paycheck. You got to go on what they told you it is.
0: Bro, and then on top of that, you got, like, a whole team of motherfuckers, you feel me, that's got the backstage passes that be at your shows that you ain't never fucking met, but still, like, got your, your album and all that shit in their bio, like, yeah, we worked on this, but really was never in the sessions, didn't book the studio time, um, didn't press out no CDs. So it ain't like it's 1996, so you had to pay for all these CDs to get put on the shelf. It's like, now it's like, how the fuck you got your label making 80% of your music and you got into the studio with your mans and recorded this at your fucking house? And then they put it on a a digital streaming platform, so you don't even have to press up no CDs, no vinyls, no nothing. What the fuck are they getting paid for? What does
1: eating healthy mean to you? From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast Radical for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wait, you recorded your house? Yeah, you have a whole thing, a whole studio mm-hmm. your house,
0: or or I book studio time, but but um, like I, I work at No ID Studio a lot. um, depend on or Rafael Sadiq, depending on who I'm working but with.
1: But in the world of streaming, is it easier to be independent because
0: you don't have to worry about pressing up so many CDs? Ain't nobody pressing up CDs no more anyway. Right. That's what Although I'm saying. It ain't like you might as well be be independent, but I think a lot of people, um, a lot of times, it really just depends on your situation. I can't speak for nobody that did a deal just because I didn't have to do one. Like depending on like how you came up or or who around you, you need that money right now. Like you don't got time to wait. I was I was down bad for a little bit, but still being popping though, you know, it took a while for it, for money actually really started rolling in like that. See, that's the shitty
1: part of fame when you don't have money, but you have recognition. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it
0: don't make sense for, for a little bit. It's like, I'm confused. But that's
1: starting a business Mm -hmm. that you had to spend money, invest in yourself Yeah, for a period of time. You, the money was in the business. I don't really have that much. Yeah. And then it came back to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, but but that's not um, a part of the culture though. We've never um, we've never embraced that part of starting a business. Like mm. like that's not a part of our culture. That's not like a black thing. Like, hey, we finna be popping and be broke. Niggas think the moment you you on a hit record or you on the radio, like you should be making millions of dollars. Where your chain at? Where your uh, where your car at? Which which you buy? What kind of house you live in? So the 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 actual process of 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 starting a business from 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 beginning to end. Um, isn't really something a lot of us are too familiar with. What did you buy when you were like,
1: okay, I got it now?
0: Um, I don't really buy a whole lot of shit, for real. I do I do dumb shit that I still gotta stop doing. Like, I'll, I'll get like different apartments in different cities type shit, like just dumb <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> just like, for you, yeah, you rent them out? Just for me. Like, my financial advisor is like, bro, that's stupid. Why don't you just buy some shit? I'll, I'll fuck around and get an apartment in New York, an apartment in LA, an apartment in Atlanta. Like, just on all some, that? Yeah, just on some dumb shit. Um but I started like getting more into buying properties. Um some stuff in Dallas, some stuff in I just bought a spot in LA. Um some stuff in Atlanta, stuff in North Carolina. But I
1: like the, it's funny that you you're you seem so financially savvy and you're like your guy is telling you that's dumb but you do it anyway.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Because right. I know I'm going to listen, but let me just try this other shit first. Because it's still convenient for me to, it's still to, to me more financially responsible to pay rent in a place I know where I'm going to spend time at versus get a hotel. Sure. Until I find something I want to buy. You sure. hear I me? Mean? Sure. So it's, it's unorthodox, but it's like, I feel like the, this life is unorthodox. So I might as well just get different apartments <laughs> and shit like that.
1: <laughs> I'm not mad at you, though. Everybody who comes on the show, I talk to them about what it means to be black and where it shows up in the work and your work is very black. Hell yeah. But, like, what does it mean to you to be black, and, and how does it come into the music?
0: Um, for starters, I feel like as 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 black creatives, we don't have the luxury of creating for the sake of creating, right? Like, I feel like white artists and shit get that freedom to just make some shit, and you ask them what it means, and motherfuckers just be like, yeah, you know, I was just making music, dude. Like, we we can't do no <laughs> shit like that. Because motherfuckers are going to be like, what does this mean? What are you trying to represent? What do you want to portray? And we got to represent something. Always, every time. Like, that's not, no, we can't just create for the sake of creating. So it's because of that I make sure that my my work has meaning to it. I make sure that people understand, um, in general, shit, first first and foremost, what it means to be a a, a black creative, um, what it means to own your shit, um, the process in which it takes, you feel me, to go from A to B. Um, accomplishing your goals. like, But wait, what do you represent?
1: Like, you like we got to represent something and I can think about, like, you know, here's what Kanye stands for. Here's what Jay-Z stands for. What do you stand for?
0: I think, um, that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to take it no particular route. You don't have to dress no particular way. You don't got to try to impress nobody. You can just, you can just make shit that you think is cool with people that you enjoy working with. Um, and take over the fucking world. I think it's you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever the fuck you want to be. I got this one record um, that I put on last. I said, tell the youth the future's on your shoulders. You can be what you want when you get older. Uh, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. When I
1: think about it, I think a lot about the tribe that we are part of and how we feel very... I feel very tangibly, I'm sure you do. That I can feel the shoulders that I'm standing on for me to be here right. and have these opportunities, right. right? Cause my father did not have these and his father definitely did not have these opportunities. Yeah. Right. Um, you have opportunities. Your parents didn't have Hell your grandparents yeah. couldn't imagine. It's because of them though. Yeah, it's absolutely because of yeah. them. Um, but musically who are some of the people who you feel like I'm standing on, not that you're better than, but I'm standing on his and her shoulders. I'm here having this life, this career, because this person, this person showed me... Paved the way. Yeah, showed me the way,
0: yeah. Shit. Um, Mike. um, Michael Jackson. Hell yeah, Mike. um, Jodeci, shit, Bobby Brown. I was watching a Bobby Brown movie the other day. I was like, bro, this nigga living my fucking life. That shit is so crazy, like... (laughs) And this years ago, you feel me? I'm looking at this the movie and seeing how he's approaching his music, and that he really want to get you feel me his his personal identity out in these songs. But everybody want to push it a certain type of way. I'm like, bro, this thing I'm living my whole fucking life. Like everybody, I feel like every black creative, every shit, everybody black and famous. Period has has this, has the same experience to an extent. Everybody. Which is what? Um, which is um, which is having to move in these two worlds. Um, is having to um make sure you keep it real to yourself make sure you keep it true to yourself and making sure you keep it real all the way across the board
1: keep it real so so you have to keep you're talking about keeping it real to yourself and keeping it real to black people absolutely that you have to be in harmony with them and with
0: yourself absolutely oh, definitely yeah. for damn sure but you get cuz the moment cuz the moment you feel me like how you feeling kind of conflicts with everybody as a whole you thinking some wrong shit Cause at the end of the day, you you don't do this shit just for you. This ain't just for you. This ain't just some personal shit. You the one on the forefront, like, hey, I'm I'm singing songs and I'm doing me. But like at the end of the day, this shit is not for you. This shit is God given.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes you run into that conflict because what white people are saying. Well, if you uh, go I don't,
0: this- I don't, I don't care about that shit. I don't ever really care about white people say I got like about <laughs> about <laughs> black music. Like <laughs> I don't care a fuck about that shit. <laughs> But but I, I for damn sure got to keep this shit real. At the end of the day, man, like no matter what the fuck, like say I go to fashion week, right, and I see the wild, I'm like, man, this is the new style. You feel me? And I go back to the barbershop shop and I can't wear that shit. That ain't that ain't the shit. Cause it, at the end of the day, this is where I came from. You feel me? These niggas say, hey man, you tweaking? You on some shit? Psh, man, I'm tweaking. I'm on some shit. I'm not rocking like that. At the end of the day, no matter how much shit, how much of the world I see, or I'm introduced to. You feel me? It's still like a certain um, a certain pedigree I'm cut from. And then at the same time, like if it's like certain shit that I'm introduced to that, man, this shit changed my life. I got to put y'all on some shit. I'll do the same thing. I'll be like, hey, bro, like I was at boom, boom. Y'all ever tried, Um, y'all ever ate this? Y'all ever had that? Boom, boom. Put the homies on some shit and he's like, bro, this shit crazy. Like <laughs> I feel like with that comes that like you feel me? The merging of two worlds, but you can't, you can't never get to Hollywood.
1: <laughs> What's the best, in terms of music, the best advice you ever got?
0: Mm-hmm. Best advice I ever got. Um, I'm trying to think. I was working with the Dream, <clears throat> um, and this was this my this kind of shaped my whole shit, right? Um, initially when I first started making music, I made like traditional R and B sounds because I thought that that was the only way it could it could be done, okay. right? I thought you made it in this way or about these particular topics. You did the chorus, you did the verse, then you did the bridge, then you, and that's just how it went. That was the only way to do it. Uh, I got in the studio with the Dream. This might've been like 2018. And uh, he getting he started freestyling and shit. I played this beat. He started freestyling and he just sang shit, like just all type of random shit that I would think in conversation, but would never put on the record because I sing, I can't say that. And so he was just like, bro, like, you could say whatever the fuck you want to say, bro. Like, your voice sound good. It's going to work. So I was just like, that shit changed my whole perspective. I'm like, you mean to tell me, like, these journal entries and shit that I got that I would never put on a record? I can just put this on the song? He like, yeah, nigga. Like, you sing good. It'll work. That shit changed everything. I started just really singing about how I felt. That shit started going crazy.
1: So he, he the dream, yeah. gave you the freedom Hell yeah. to say whatever.
0: Bro, unlock that whole shit, man. I was like, wait, I could just... You telling me I could, I could say whatever? Like, I could... He's like, yeah, nigga, just go ahead and say that shit.
1: I'm like, cool. It's interesting because a lot of creative people... I've had that same experience. A lot of creative people had that experience of somebody who's further along the road mm-hmm. as a creator is like... You could say anything. You could be your real self. Good. And you're like, Really? And you try it, and it works, and it's like, well, this is great.
0: Yeah, it, it, and, but it takes somebody who's who's so accomplished to tell you that you're thinking too fucking hard. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I thought I was making what I thought was a formulaic hit record. I thought that I was following the structure, and I worked so hard to find a specific way to do this. And then, bro, just came and kind of shattered that whole shit. Like, nah, nigga, you can just say the shit you've been wanting to say. So is there... Anything you're afraid to say? No. No. Not while I'm singing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I mean. if I sing good.
0: it'll work. Fuck it. As yeah. long as I sing it.
1: If because when I'm singing it, I I I, I am taking the some of the, the, the sting out of it. Good. So I can it's it's art.
0: Yeah, and what I and what I find like to to be the most when you ask now, that I think about what I, what I like most about singing because I didn't really have an answer for it when you first asked me that. What I like most about singing is the ability to make um your your thoughts and your and your story and your feelings palatable for anybody, like from any other walk of life. You feel me? Like I could say some shit, and I say some real nigga shit, and only niggas gonna feel me. But I sing it, and like me singing about how I'm feeling, about how the homies feeling, about how everybody feeling. Now like. The whole world is gonna stop and listen to some real nigga shit you feel me because it sound good to them it's palatable to them just like a Whitney Houston record would be sure but you hearing about some whole other shit so I'm seeing it as, as power in being able to tell a story and make it universal
1: but there's a lot of this shit you're like if, if I just said this to you that wouldn't be, work yeah <laughs> it would be wild yeah, but if I wild. sing it I could get away with it
0: yeah hell yeah <laughs> You could, you could sing some nut shit and that shit work, but you fuck around and say it and they'd be like, you fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um,
1: what's some shit that you sang that you're like, yo, if I said this, people would be like, what
0: the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but I sang it so it works. Bro, it's line after line, man. That's just like, that's like, that just becomes what I do at this point. You just be saying <laughs> shit like, let me just sing some wild shit like, Starting records, like, I got too many hoes, like, boom, start a record, like, psh, I got too many hoes. Motherfuckers <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. But to me, you know, it's actually so crazy, I find oftentimes people, I guess the reverse of that can be, if you say something, it's regular, but if you sing it, it sounds crazy. So I could just, I could say some regular shit, like, I'm talking to the homies, I got too many hoes, bro, <laughs> And they're just like, man, that shit crazy, we just talking. But you sing it, and it's just like, what the fuck, did you just sing that shit? <laughs> No. So, do you find yourself
1: through the day, like you hear yourself think something or say something, and be like, "Yeah, that's crazy. I need to sing that."
0: Um, <clears throat> it' more so stuff that I hadn't said, like stuff that's just kind of in my head, um, like thoughts. Most of the sh- like the crazy shit I would I would put on the record out, I never actually said out loud or nothing. But that's another thing I I people dreamed did. He kind of just go in there and just start singing shit in the booth. Like, I'm like, damn, that's a really hard process. Like. I kinda just adapted that. So
1: you saw him freestyling yeah. in the booth and, mm-hmm. and 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 copied that.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. That's crazy. Hell yeah. What um, else did you take from him? Really, really that. Because he, right he a real nigga, bro. So we just been in the studio talking about all type of shit. Like, that's the homie. So when we when he fuck around and he start singing on a record, like the shit that we just talked about, he's able to like kinda like when I'm working on a record and I'm stuck on something, he can finish my story for me, cause we just talked about it. Right. And he like with a quickness type shit. But it's um I learned from everybody I work with though. Like, um, like I learned a lot of um harmony shit from Tyler, and I learned a lot of controlling your own creative and your own production from Tyler. I learned, um, I learned from Sadiq to um like how to how to keep shit classic, you feel me? Okay. While, well, how do you do that? Um it's certain instruments that bring out certain emotions. Right. So when you record on certain things or certain um, certain instrumental elements, uh, they can bring out certain emotions where you don't even have to where I can kind of apply what I learned from dream. Like, damn, like, um, I don't have to. I don't have to sing something that's if you were to see this written out, it wouldn't be classy. Right. Like this is some real like wild ass shit. Right. But because I use this particular instrument or this particular chord or this particular string while I said that shit, all of a sudden it made whatever I um, I put on a record sound very elegant. <laughs> so, like, I just learned, like, shit like that. like Certain instruments that you can use to a You made me think about it, like, like,
1: yeah, think about, like, Stevie Wonder, like, playing certain piano notes or keyboard notes. And that'll hit me here mm-hmm. in my heart. Right. But then a bass... Will hit me here in the hip mm-hmm. right you want to start dancing or whatever you know, and the guitar will hit you differently yeah. emotionally
0: it's that it's that contrast, man I started really enjoying like the idea of um of that movement like approaching that record like a like um like a roller coaster like a dance or something like so it's like wow, the bass is doing like this, you feel me like the whole time it's doing this, you got like some strings that's, or or some vocals that's doing like mm. this. Mm. So while this is going up, this is moving around it and it's mm. doing that. And then you got a whole like uh string section that's going the other way and doing like that. And then you got some other shit that's going to, so it's almost like some double helix type shit. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, that shit just uh, excites me mm. more so than, than any particular part of the process. It's the whole thing coming together and being one thing. It's, it, it sounds like you can see the music. Yeah, in a way, like type shit. Like it's like a like a feeling, like a like a oh, rhythm. Like synesthesia. Not like I wouldn't say literally, not like um not Kong, like I'm physically seeing Kong colors and all shit that. like that. He sees um,
1: colors with sounds and these sorts of things
0: and I say it's more like a feeling. It's like a goosebump or like a like a jolt type shit. That's why I can't really dance that good. You can't dance. No, I can't dance for shit. Like I'm not a dancer. <laughs> Cause I I'll fuck around I'll be in the club or some shit, motherfuckers be dancing to everybody doing one rhythm, but I'm I'm dancing to the motherfucking guitar part. So I'm like this. <laughs> while I'm I just can't dance.
1: A lot of people want to be able like they dance as a way to understand the mm-hmm.
0: record. Yeah. I can't I'm listening to some whole other part of the song. Like so, everybody dancing to one rhythm, but I hear the whole shit. So I'm dancing to the motherfucking shakers or to the <laughs> to the snare or some shit. Dancing to the hi hat looking crazy.
1: So then, you just would rather not dance at all.
0: Nah, I can't do it, man. I still, I still dance sometimes. I do a little, little jig or whatever. But nah, I can't, like, I can't dance because I'll, I'll start hearing something that make me do another rhythm now. So what do you? So if you're on stage, then
1: what do you do? Because you're supposed to dance a little bit.
0: I mean, a little bit I, I got like a little You feel me a little two step I ain't just like A non-dancing motherfucker It ain't like I'm just I look crazy Like I'm just not Like I'm not Chris Brown Or no shit like that No mm-hmm. Chris Brown is the great yeah, yeah I'm not like I ain't on that type of shit Fuck no But, <laughs> but I can You feel me I do a little two step That type of shit You start working on the next one yet? Yeah Yeah How far I, st- I started working you? on that While I was like Halfway through this one How far along are you? Um, It's still early It's still early in it But Shit, I'm, I'm I'm it's getting close. It's getting close. I feel like I'm just now starting to find a little rhythm. I'm probably gonna get in the studio tomorrow or something. You think this year or next year? Um uh, possibly
1: this year. Possibly this year. Yeah, it could be. What is the vibe for the next one that's different than the vibe for Wasteland?
0: I haven't really found it yet. Okay. Like it'll it'll probably shape up the further I get along in it. Um I'll be able to be like, oh, like this is the this the energy, this the this what it is. This the bounce. But as of right now, it's just a couple songs.
1: What is the vibe, the mood, the energy for Wasteland?
0: It's pretty self-explanatory shit. I mean, after fuck the world, you feel me? The pandemic pandemic happened, and it's just um, and it's like more and more shit going on um. Politically, more shit going on in the world. More shit going on um. Personally, so I think it's very much just shit. Wasteland. It's this. It's this um, this post pandemic like uh, culmination of of fucking um, I guess despair, but mm-hmm. still hopefulness, but mm-hmm. still uh, lust and leisure, mm-hmm. um, with you feel me them classic elements of drug sex and rock and roll. <laughs> it's so it's very like man, it's like fuck it, fuck everything. I don't give a shit about nothing, but still like man, like. When I'm by myself, I think about so much shit. But just give me another E-pill, like, type of shit. <laughs> so
1: you're using your money, your power, your platform to help other people.
0: Mm, definitely.
1: Tell me about the the grant, the Show You Off grant that you're doing.
0: Yeah, the, um, the Show You Off grant we do um, every month. I mean, every, um, every year in Women's History Month. And we do it. Um, we... Uh, we fund um, black women who have startups for businesses they're working on. Wow. So we choose like 15 uh, every year, Women's History Month, that we fund startups for them.
1: How much do you give them?
0: Um, it, it depends. It changes every year. I think last year was what, like, was it 15,000, Yeah, 15,000 last year.
1: 15,000 each? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. How many businesses have you seeded? It's been at this point, I,
0: I think about 25.
1: Have you had any of them?
0: Yeah, one of them was a studio I put up to other ones, but we we have like different um, different different like things that we look at for each year. Like so, this year's pati- particular it was things that were um going to help the community as a whole. Okay. Um, so it could be like a a, a foundation. One of them, she had a, a a company she wanted to do, where she wanted to teach black people how to swim. Okay. Um, another one it was it was a uh, it was a tech startup. So just different things that I felt like were creative and we. We went through them and picked out the ones that we felt would, would be fine. Okay.
1: So you're, I mean, that that's so important because just getting that capital to start mm-hmm. is so hard for black people in particular. Yeah. So, you know, being somebody who's, like, helping people start businesses, that's
0: amazing. Right, and in, in independence and, and, and black-owned business is something that, like, we, I feel like it isn't really spoken on enough or is enough that we, we typically take serious or teach each other. Yeah. But I think black businesses invested in Black businesses is the way the future So is. you're
1: helping them to learn how to be entrepreneurs, learn how to be independent, learn how to...
0: Definitely. And, and then, like, them first couple, um, when you first have an idea and you're not sure, like, where you where you ultimately want to take it, them, like, first couple, like, um, tries to make or break, right? So if you don't have no funding, you don't have no capital or no way to get your shit off the ground, and you spend all your time working just trying to get the capital to get your business off the ground, shit, you're going to end up not really having the time to fully apply yourself to whatever business it is you want to start. So that's why typically when people think black business, if you're not familiar with it, you're going to think failure. Like, man, I know so-and-so tried to start a business and they couldn't even get that shit off the ground. Or so-and-so, they tried that shit and they ended up broke or lost their house or whatever. So we kind of want to did that whole shit. So to show you off-grant is to, is to, yeah, it's for that. To show you off-grant. And tell me about the Freedom to Breathe Foundation. Um, the Freedom to Breathe Foundation is is run by me and my mother. Um, um we, we, Pretty much go everywhere. We could do from it's I'm i not been put up to the Boys and Girls Club, starting studios out of there, um, recording studios or doing um doing things with the Maryland Food Bank. Um yeah, we got a couple properties in Dallas that we're using as transitional housing for women that come out the penitentiary. Wow. Um, so just all type of shit. Like it's it go on and on.
1: So just all different kind of ways of helping. Yeah,
0: freedom to breathe. Cause it's just it's basic necessities, right? Like my mother, the idea that she had for it. Um, there's all type of foundations you can start, whether it comes from like things that are creative or things that created catered towards certain people. But um, I think basic necessities is something that's needed for you to even get the most basic ideas off the ground. Like yeah. you gotta have basic necessities. You gotta have um, food, shelter, water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So freedom to breathe. You gotta be free to breathe. So yeah. That's amazing
1: last thing, your superpower what is it that you can do better than other people that has led to your success?
0: Mm, I don't know um, I don't know yeah i can't I can't really call it I don't. I wish I knew. I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. I don't, bro. Like I'm not. I don't feel like I'm not. I personally feel like I'm. I'm not the best anything, but but you're good in a lot of. But that makes me like so fucking good though. Like I don't. I don't really know what the fuck it is. I don't know what it is about my songs that people like so fucking much. I don't know what it is about. You don't know. Nah, bro. I don't be knowing. I make what I like. So I'm. I'm just kind of moving based off of the person that I want to be. I'm my favorite artist. I just think I'm ill just because I think I'm ill. I don't really have a reason why. So I guess maybe other people feel that way too. But you
1: do you envision if I wasn't me, what would I want to hear?
0: Yeah, hell yeah. If and that's, I was a and that's kid, like whatever. What I, so I mean I guess I know why people, why people feel it, why people fuck with it. It's but it's not nothing I can physically describe. It's just like a bounce. It's a feeling. It's like a, it's just a certain like energy, a certain attitude to it. So I guess I'm just, I guess I got good ears. You know what I mean? I think that might be my superpower. I think I just, I'm really good at engaging um, what sounds good, what looks good, what, what, what makes sense, what's going to be palatable, what's going to be, like, I'm, I'm good with taste. I said that's my superpower.
1: But I like that you are your favorite artist. Yeah. That's dope, because you deserve that. You need that confidence to get up
0: and go do it. Oh uh, Hell yeah. In, in my, look, in my brain, I'm the fucking best. Like, it ain't like, ain't nobody fucking with me. But I can understand why if we're talking technical ability, motherfuckers would be like, I like them, I like them. I like, like, that makes sense. Every it, Music is all subjective. It's all art. So you're going to like whatever the fuck you like. Um, But personally, I feel like when it comes to taste, I'm able to like gauge like, what's, what's the shit? Like, I'm, I, I'm able to be like, yeah, that's like, that's lame. No, that's hard. Like, that's. When I'm picking out sounds, when I'm, when, anything, when I'm, I feel like that's a lot of things too, shit is your ears, like when you sing, it's like, I can, I can, I can know that that's not the note for that, but this is the note for that, and technically it might not be the right note, but this is the note for this, trust me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, it don't really make no sense, it's like a feeling, I guess, but I think it's that, which is why, I like, a, it'd be motherfuckers who've been doing this shit way, way longer than me that's still checking with me, like, hey bro, what you think about this, like, how you feel about it, you know what I'm saying? Because you got the ear. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much to Brent for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. Toray Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality. Maybe this show can help. You can find me on Twitter, at Toray, and on Instagram, at Torre Show, Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Ford. Our editors, Ryan Woodhall. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington, and Nick Carp. Our booker is Claudia Jean, and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down.